0: Wednesday, December fourteenth, and we have been going through the book of Deuteronomy, and we're going to continue on. I, I hope uh, everybody was able to listen to this past Sunday's sermon, because this past Sunday was uh, it was a very detailed explanation of the rock at Meribah the rock that was, was uh, smitten by Moses and then later on, many years, I say many years, you know, that can be a whole lot or not that many depending on you know, what the situation is, but probably around 20 years later, uh, as they were wandering in the desert, in the wilderness, they uh, came up on that same situation again where they were complaining about needing water and they were so upset about it. And then Moses, like he always was known to do, he would turn and go, him and Aaron usually would go and and uh, pray to the Lord, pray to God Almighty, and then God would tell them what to do. So the reason that I was talking about that on Sunday, and, and, uh, in, in Deuteronomy 4, we talked about Baal Peor last time because we had we had worked our way through chapter 4 over to verse 24 but I, I, I didn't go into detail about what Baal Peor was so we did that last Wednesday and then this Sunday I covered what originally I would have been doing tonight and that is why uh Moses was not permitted to take the nation of Israel into the Promised Land, and that's what I was going to talk about next. Uh, as as you know, going back through four, just to hit a couple things that you may not understand. So there's plenty of people that are going to listen to this on a the podcast. They may not know the history, and we being you know going through Deuteronomy, I can't. Uh, expect that everybody knows what happened before here and what moses is, is talking about because he's mentioning it and if you've read through your bible you already know what he's talking about more than likely some of these events um but then again it's not like you you know a lot of people don't read Exodus all the time. They don't read Leviticus all the time. They may not read through Numbers. There may be people who've never read Numbers, uh, maybe being turned off by the title. And it's one of the most fascinating books in the Bible. It has all kinds of cool stories in the book of Numbers. So, it was Numbers 20. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, because I, I actually wrote my, the little marker in my Bible on Sunday. I had Exodus down there, and I'm like, Exodus 20, that's like 10 commandment stuff. Why, why would I have that in my... But on my, pa- on my notebook, I had it right. It was Numbers 20, 1 through 13, talks about Moses, starting with 21 and 4. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swear that I should not go over Jordan and that I should not go in unto that good land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over and possess that good land. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image. So if you do this, or in the likeness of anything which the Lord thy, thy God hath forbidden thee. So... The reason that he is telling this and the reason he's mentioning this, and if we just went right on by that, like three, two, two or three weeks ago, as we read through that, and you may not understand why he just said that he can't go over, but he's telling them that you're going over, and he wants them to remember uh, the things that have happened to them so that they won't repeat those same mistakes when they get to the Promised Land. Now, so that event was him hitting the rock with the rod in that second time. The first time he takes the rod and he hits the rock and the water gushed forth and it was enough for everybody. But when you get over to Numbers chapter 20, 1 through 13, The same scenario has come up again. And God says, take the rod with you. But then when you get to the rock, you speak to it. But yet Moses, when he gets there, he actually calls the children of Israel, you rebels. You know, he's bad-mouthing them. But he's the one that's being rebellious in the situation because God said, speak to the rock and then he takes the rod because of what he did last time, it worked last time, so he takes the rod and he hits. Now, it says he hit it twice. Did he actually hit it twice that day? Or is it saying he hit it and he hit it before? That was once and then that day was the second time. I think that's probably the case. It says he hit it twice. So it's telling you that he already hit it once, years before so this past sunday's message was was all about christ is because christ is as our rock he's our is the rock of our salvation that rock in the wilderness was a type in picture of jesus in the future he is to be once smitten on the cross he's not going back to the cross again and for moses to hit that rock the second time which is like trying to put Jesus back on the cross again. So that was messing up a, uh, a, a type and picture in the Old Testament. Jesus was not going to be smitten twice, but it makes for a good sermon, right? So we had that sermon this past Sunday. So, so most of you know the details of Meribah and the water from the rock. And that was, a, that was a good one. I, liked, I really liked uh, preparing that sermon this past Sunday. It was, it was really good. I want to read a little bit out of this little book here for that last section. Moses smote the rock. Instead of speaking to it, God graciously supplied an abundance of water for his thirsty people. But he disciplined his servant who glorified himself that was the other key thing, he said. Must we bring water from this rock for you? And he, see, that that was one of the worst parts of it. He didn't glorify God. He took the uh, glory in doing that miracle. Who glorified himself instead of glorifying the Lord? God alone is God, and He alone must be glorified. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. That's out of Isaiah 42, verse 8. Moses warned the people, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. At the the end of uh, Hebrews chapter 12, it says that uh, God is a consuming fire as well. I can't wait till we get into here. That's coming up sometime soon. God is jealous over his people the way a husband is jealous over his wife or a mother over her children. He wants the very best for us, but when we deliberately go our own way, we grieve his heart and miss all he wants to do for us. So, and now that gets us back over to that, that verse that we, that we ended a couple of weeks ago and that was the message of that Wednesday night, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. So now we're at verse 25 to continue on because we've got to keep continuing on or we're never going to get done with Deuteronomy. It's a fairly long book. So 25, when... When thou shalt beget, beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. Now, and when they go to these places, uh, the next verse talks about what they're going to do. And there ye shall serve gods, little g gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. So that's what they're going to end up doing if they don't listen to what he, you know, actually hear and believe what he is telling them. And they were, if they were to go to worshiping idols, then they're going to be separated. Now we know that they were indeed separated. They, they went through some terrible things. I, I mean, this is prophecy right here. This is, this is basically saying, and it's in detail, and we, we've seen it happen. Uh, talking about reducing their numbers wherever they may go because they were, they were split up and went to all parts of the world. Many, many Jews ended up here in America. Several were turned away and had to go other places. So they ended up in, in all kinds of different places of the world and the ones who landed in the German area we, you know the history of that. Absolutely horrible what happened to them there. So, th- that, what Moses is telling them right here in Deuteronomy, they indeed did. They were warned not to, but they did it anyway. Now, what's amazing is, 29, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, Thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Now that's something that we, that, that verse right there is a very key verse for us today. It, it, you know, if we have turned away, if we have put other things before God, you know, we will suffer for that. But if we, like they, if they turn and seek the Lord thy God, you will find Him. If you will go and look for Him, you can find Him. And the, the way you do it is that you seek Him with all your heart and with all your soul. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto His voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, so, in 24, it says he, the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Well, any, like, like this little book said, any husband who has a wife and she's not true to him and she's wandering, that's, he's going to be very angry and jealous husband. And a mother who is... Who is uh, cares so much about her children, when she sees them doing the wrong things and hurting themselves or someone hurting them because they got themselves in a bad situation, she's going to be very angry about that. And that's normal. God, God is the one who designed all of that, and He is a very jealous God, but He's also a very merciful God. And we need to understand the pain that we put God in when we go after other things. If you put anything before Him, He is a very jealous and angry God. He doesn't like it at all. But He's merciful. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which He sware unto them. God made it. I'm, I'm reading out of my little book here. God made a covenant with his people and he expected them to keep it. The word covenant is used at least 27 times in Deuteronomy and comes from the Hebrew word berith, which some scholars say means to eat bread. In the East, when people broke broke bread together, they formed a covenant or treaty that they would help and protect each other. When God established His covenant with Israel at Mount Sinai, Moses and the Jewish elders ate before God on the mountain. That was in Exodus 24, verse 11. The terms of the covenant were simple. If Israel obeyed God's laws, He would bless them. If they disobeyed, He would chasten them. He would show His love to them in both the blessing and the chastening. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. That's Hebrews 12, verse 6. So, if you you are a person who is doing ungodly things and God's not punishing you for it, you're probably not a child of God. But if you are a child of God, if you're a believer and you start to wander, like any good parent, you must discipline. Now, you will have people who will tell you that all your discipline needs to be positive and encouragement and e- even with training animals, dogs, it's all, they, they'll tell you it's always got to be positive uh, treats and this that and the other. I don't know how true that is and I know for humans there needs to be positive and there needs to be the negative reactions as well. You need to have if you only do the one, you, you might have some success with certain children, but you're gonna lose a whole bunch of others. We, all, we learn and our brains are developed through pleasures in life. You know, warm, warmness and, and caring and all that stuff is, is great and it's very important. But you need to allow children to learn from the bad things too. Pain teaches us a lot, right? If you protect your children from ever experiencing anything bad, you're doing a disservice. And chastening is not pleasant. So, blessing and chastening, both of them are important. So as we, as we go through Deuteronomy, You'll get into, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff that's going to um, explain these things even better. So he's telling them, right, what I just read out of the Bible, it's Moses is warning them about what's going to happen. Now, this, this, I'm reading again, this, unfortunately, is what happened during the closing years of Solomon's reign to please his Many wives, he had a whole bunch of wives, and he took them from a bunch of different nations, and they all had different idols. They had different ways of worship. But he really liked his wives. He liked them a lot. And he let them do whatever their worship was from wherever they came from and even helped them in it by setting up high places and allowing them to do those things. He brought all of that into the, the nation of Israel. He l- allowed it to happen. You know, it, what we can get from that is, even though Solomon was the king, he was the most wise and he was the richest man, if you allow somebody like that to be an authority and allow them to get away with turning from God, the whole nation is going to suffer. So we need to understand that a big Christian organization, a, whatever it might be, whether it's Baptist or Methodist or Lutheran, whatever big organization, when it starts to cater to worldly things, allows worldly things to come in the same thing is going to happen with that organization that happened to the nation of Israel because of what Solomon did so as people of God we need to recognize what's in the Bible I mean what is the Bible telling us we've got too many church organizations that you can tell by the way they do their, their writings, their planning for events, the way they do their books of discipline and all these other things, you can tell that they don't hold the Word of God to high degree anymore. They just don't even want to mention it. They don't even want to uh, remember things that are in the Old Testament And it caused a major hurt in Christendom. So we need to remember things like Solomon and what he did. So he introduced idolatry into the land. You can get that uh, if you want to read about it. If you're interested in in where that is, go to 1 Kings. And when you get to chapter 11, you're going to see. I I mean, I'd like for you to read more leading up to it. A lot of good stuff in Kings and 2 Kings. But you'll see it in 11 where he really starts to mess up. And then by 12, yeah, it's in pretty bad deterioration, of uh, the nation of Israel. So, in, in 722 B.C., Assyria captured the ten tribes that formed the northern kingdom. And then... Babylon took the southern kingdom of Judah in 586 B.C. Now, remember, Jesus came and Jesus did everything he did, amazing. He goes away, and then there's this period of time where everything comes to a head in 70 A.D. The temple's destroyed not one stone left upon the another. So from 70 A.D. all the way until May 14th, 1948, the nation of Israel was wandering all over this earth, not having a place to call their own. From 70 A.D., all the way to May 14, 1948. That's when the modern nation of Israel w- was recognized. The Jewish people were dispersed all over the place and didn't have a place to call their homeland until then. And then some amazing things happened. The wars and uh, it looked like they were going to be wiped out and they would win a war. Just amazing stuff happened back in that time. Four, Ask now of the days that are past which were before thee since the day that God created man upon the earth and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is or has been heard like it. So he's trying to get them to understand that they are... A very special people that God chose. They were the chosen people. And he asked, Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by mighty hand? and by a stretched-out arm and by great terrors according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. He's just trying to remind them that they were that special nation. They're the children of Abraham. God made this covenant with Abraham. They were supposed to possess the promised land and they've been delivered their people have been delivered out of Egypt. That was a very big event. Your ancestors have have witnessed this, the people right before them, the generation right before them. 35. Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee and upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt, to drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore this day and consider it in thine heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath there is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. Then Moses, that's where he, he's going he's gonna to set aside some cities of refuge. All right, back to this little book here. This is actually a Warren Wiserby. Wears- 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 I've, I've never been able to say his last name very good. I used to listen to him a little bit on the radio years ago. And, uh, he's got the B series, and this one, Deuteronomy is B equipped, and, uh, you know, I I love John Phillips, and I, he just doesn't have a whole lot of stuff on Old Testament, so, this caught my eye when I was down at Scripture Truth, I've been down there several times in the last few weeks, because I had a job to do in, in Blue Ridge that, Got me down that direction, and the temptation is too great, so I go over there. And I, you know, I, I saw these, and I when I look at the, I was showing Joseph this earlier today. Joseph had we were we were talking talking Bible earlier today, and I, when I open up any commentary, I go to the first part where it's got the uh, you know the dates, copyright dates, and things like that, and. Library of Congress, that, all that information. And I look for, unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations are taken from the King James Version. I look for that. Now, I told him, it doesn't, it, that, that's not something that absolutely has to be there depending on the book. But it's very important when it comes to putting together a message. I want somebody who believes that the King James Bible is perfect, and uh, doesn't need to be changed. So that's why I decided to use them. So I've been, I've been uh, you know, looking through some of these, I've got about six or seven of them now, of Old Testament stuff. They, I'm just putting a plug in for Scripture Truth. Scripture Truth, down in Fincastle, these are supposed to retail for $15 a piece. I get them for 9 dollars down there. So it's, it's a good deal. I need a bigger bag with wheels. All right, this is what he says about 32 and on. When you're raising small children, you use rewards and punishments to teach them to obey. I think I've already <coughs> talked about this. But when they get older... Oh, okay, yeah, this is good. Okay, so remember, yeah, you use... You use uh, rewards and punishments. Very important that we do that. That's That's when you're raising them up. But they get to a certain age. But when they get older, you hope that character and love will motivate them to shun evil and do what's right. When Israel turned from the true and living God and began to worship idols, they were sinning against God's grace and love. The Lord hadn't chosen any other nation and given it His covenant, nor had He spoken to any other nation and given it His holy law. God had led His people and cared for them from the days of Abraham to the time of Moses, and He had done this for no other nation. Why? It wasn't because Israel deserved these blessings, but because of God's everlasting love. God doesn't want His children obeying Him just to get blessings or to avoid chastening, but because they love Him from the heart. The word heart is mentioned more than 40 times in Moses' Moses's speech and the, uh, let's see, the word emphasizes love for the Lord when Moses gave the law to the older generation at Sinai, the emphasis was on the fear of the Lord, but his application of the law to the new generation magnifies God's love for Israel and the importance of Israel, Israel's loving the Lord. They were now to be a mature people who obeyed God from the heart. The Lord is a merciful God, but we shouldn't tempt Him because he is also a jealous God. All right, So now the, the, the cities that were the cities of refuge, that's in see so where did I stop? 41. All right Then Moses severed three cities on this side of Jordan toward the sun rising. So if you can say East, or you can say toward the sun rising. So if you're putting together a poem, and you need something that rhymes with, and you gotta you got be able to play with words and come up with something different. I'm terrible at it. I'm just terrible at it, stuff like that. But I, you know, aren't you amazed at people who can put together you know, the songs that we sing and have some you know, rhyming words at the end, people who can put together poems? Pastor Jay can, can write poetry. He's good at it. He's good with words. He writes out all of his sermons all the way through. Me, no, no I mean, some of my, I've showed you some of my notes. So I'll preach for 45 minutes and I've got a paragraph. I've got a couple words. Sometimes I have nothing as far as what you know, I wrote down. But uh, I'm not gifted in writing. I don't know what I'm gifted. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what am I gifted <laughs> What's that? Teaching the Bible. Just teaching, teaching the Bible. All right. Well, good. All right. So we've got these uh, cities of refuge. That the uh, so when you when you're reading the Bible and you see toward the, toward the sun rising that you you know that's east hopefully. Well, we had somebody here set up that. Uh, uh, scene out there. When you come in the, the main doors toward the fellowship hall, we had somebody, they might even be sitting right here, that put all that together. You know, that set all those figures up. And you're, there's the, uh, the stable, the nativity scene, and that person who did that, the wise men, the three wise men are all the way down at the end of the table on the east. And we know they came from the east. So good job. You put them in the right place. That's just what came to my head when I saw that. Uh, That the slayer, that's someone who has killed somebody, might flee thither, which should kill his neighbor unaware. So it was an accident. It was some type of accident. Uh, And hated him not, in times past. So it's not, they, they didn't, there was no question that this was an accidental type thing. But back in that time, if you, even if you accidentally killed somebody, then their family would come after you because, you know, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, you know, if you shed blood, your blood needs to be shed. Well he set up these cities of refuge so that in that situation, now if it was an actual murder, then the cities of refuge too bad. You're not going there. You, you will be stoned to death. You're going to die for killing that person. But in this, this uh, situation, he has set up these cities of refuge. Um, and that fleeing unto one of these cities, he might live. Namely, Bezer... I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I got this pronunciation Bible, and I think I, I can't even... Say it right with that. Bezer is way... I think this is... In the the wilderness, in the plain country of the Reubenites, and Ramoth in Gilead of the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan of the Manassites. And this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which Moses spake unto the children of Israel after they came forth out of Egypt. On this side, Jordan, in the valley over against Bethpeor in the land of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel smote after they were come forth out of Egypt and they possessed his land and the land of Og, king of Bashan, Two kings of the Amorites, which were on this side, Jordan, toward the sun rising. From Arur, which is by the bank of the river Arnon, even unto Mount Zion, which is Hermon. And all the plain on this side, Jordan, eastward, even unto the sea of the plain, under the springs of Pisgah. right, I just wanted to get to the end of Deuteronomy 4. I'm kind of excited about getting into uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5 which we will be doing next week on Wednesday and it's the second time that the Ten Commandments comes up in the Bible and it's going to be fun talking about that so I'm looking forward to it so the cities of refuge I think I've explained it well enough. Any questions about uh, chapter 4, what we've done so far up until now? We, you know, like I said before, some parts of Deuteronomy are going to be really, really neat, and it's going to be exciting, but then there's others, like what we did tonight, is not that exciting. But I don't want to skip anything just because it doesn't seem to be all that exciting. I want to read through it. Think about some of the things we've done here on Wednesday nights. We've gone through all of Galatians. Every word of Galatians was spoken out by reading it. All of James has been done on Wednesday night, And now we've gone through four chapters of Deuteronomy, and we've read every word. And we'll just continue on. But every word has has been read out of those books of the Bible, I'm trying to get through Colossians on Sunday, on Sundays, and then we can say all of Colossians has been spoken out in here. And there might be some others. I don't, know. I don't know if I've done others. Can you think of one? Ruth. I've probably done it before. I don't know if I've done, I can't remember, but yeah, I've probably read every bit of that. I know one, maybe Jonah. A long time ago. I, I, I might have read all of that. Genesis. Huh? Didn't you do... As far as a, for, for in here, you know, like a Wednesday or a, or a Sunday, no. Well, you talked about creation. Yeah, we got into a, a lot of detail on creation. Yeah, I still, if you, if, you re, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, it will automatically, you know, not all the time, but I've noticed that it'll just run, if you listen to something and you haven't listened in a long time on Spotify, it'll take you all the way back around to the very first podcast. It'll just show up. And Beth has seen the same thing happen when she's... Those cities of refuge, they have to stay there till they die or till the priest? I know they have to stay until the priest died. Because priest. I was looking for them. to stay there until yeah. the priest died. Till the, the priest? The, in in the, in so that the priest, the, it was, it was, it was his name, uh, his duty until he passed, they had to stay there. That was quite a while ago. And I read it somewhere that someone did get out of the city and they are they put to death. They were, they were captured, they were killed. Remember, do you remember reading that? Uh-huh. Not that, that was not too long ago. I have a question. Hmm? On Deuteronomy 30, Moses is telling, telling them about, uh, you know, when all these, when you turn to idols and all of those things and that happened, turn back to God. But he says, when? So it's like he's telling them. Yeah. Prophecy is, it's, more, it's like it's more than prophecy. It's like, I know you people. Yeah. <laughs> when you do this. Yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 you'll notice it. Because it it's like they really didn't have a choice, but yet individuals did. Mm-hmm. So there's some individuals that stay true to what God had to say. But as a nation they failed. And you know what he says, when you do this, this is what's going to happen because I know you're going to do it. But individuals, there's always a remnant. There's always somebody that stands out in scripture that did not do wrong. Daniel's one. You know, he he suffered the consequences of what his nation did. And what's so beautiful about Daniel and shows his humility is when he when he does that prayer in the book of Daniel, he never says, oh, my nation did this, and my nation did that. He said, I. He, he prayed like it was, he was, because he was part of it. So you, you gotta be careful being upset with other people um, and blaming other people, because maybe you, we didn't do what we were supposed to do and it wouldn't have happened, I don't, you know. You got something else you want to say? You know, it's back to the cities. Maybe I, maybe about something I read. That some, but I just was wondering about the families. They had to move into these cities of refuge, too. That was quite a thing. They had to just pick up their residence and move. It was like that, what they call it, witness protection program. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for all your many blessings. Father, we thank you for this evening and for all those who have come out to listen to your word. Father, I pray a blessing on each and every person that's here and those who are listening on podcast or CD, that they would, uh, everyone who listens and everybody who participates would just be on fire for your word, God, and that we would be more wanting to, to know your ways so that we can be an example. And lead others in the right way. And Father, just lead people. Father, you are the answer to all of our problems. And Father, I just pray that there's more people who will be touched. Thank you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.